This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Tzfarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Okay, so I, I guess it's a topic that, first of all, we need to ask ourselves what is or what are chazal, um, non halachic chazal. So let's first discuss what they are the information. We have in Talmud Babdin Yerushalmi, in Shas, which is our primary source of Torah Shaval we have interwoven in the Sugyas, sometimes just coming almost out of nowhere, um, things that they're called Agadita, they don't deal with halachic topics, they deal with Ishtrafa, Ashim, Sukim, um, things about Tanakh and so on. Those are called Agadis, Agadita, Hagados, all of them, all of the above are what they're called. Second source are Medrashim. They are, there's a problem with understanding what Medrashim are. What you see in the library printed as Medrashim is not exactly the way it came. Um, the, the, the printing press has been going only a few hundred years, and they, they were rolls of paper, of, not paper, of uh, a parchment uh, and uh, so on. Certain of those medrashim were extremely circulated, and the Rishonim had them. Medrash Rabbah, Medrash Tanchuma, Those primarily are the ones we had. There are a whole bunch of other medrashim that people found in different places and printed them. What are they? Who are they? How reliable? Um, how correct are they? Up in the air. Um, and that's why when you say medrash, it's like saying a health professional. It could mean anything from somebody who's been practicing medicine for who knows how long in a major hospital to somebody who does kind of um, herbal healings in Africa. You, you don't know. When somebody says a medrash, who, what, when, where? Um, so it's very important to distinguish Midrashic material. We have Kaleb Sorisan, which is basically Medrashrapa, Tanchuma, Pirkei and what's called Medrash Mishle, Medrash Shmuel. Those are, those are basically what we know for sure. We have the Rishon who spoke about them. They're very spoken about again and again as reliable material. Other things are questionable. And finally, we have the Tzar, which is extremely metaphoric. It's Kabbalah. There are stories there that are not Kabbalah, but you never know which is what. And that's a whole different world. Really, out of our, this is not where we're going to go, but just mention what it is. In terms of Medrash, what's reliable, what's not reliable, the best handbook, so to speak, was written by the Goyen's son. Avram ben Agra wrote a small sefer called Rav Palin, which would, um, which stands in its own, in a league of its own, in terms of almost academic. He, every single medrash that's available, he has, um, he has uh, where it's from, where it's mentioned, other places it's mentioned, things of that nature. Um, it, he is your best, um, and it's the going sub. You, you know, he, he, it's, it's the best source when you find a medrash, he will tell you what we know of it. And mostly what's important is where it's cross-quoted and so on and so forth. That's what we're talking about, Chazal. Now, um, with this large... Thank you, thank you very, very much. Um, um, now, people ask, do we have to believe all the Chazal are true, are they true, etc., etc.? So, I, I want to give an introduction. The question is wrong to start with, um, and and it's 
if it's Chazal, it says one of the Memchas Devarim, Shatoru Niknas Behem, is Amunas Chachamim. I want to explain what Amunas Chachamim means. Amunas Chachamim takes, is, today people use it random, that, that Chachamim know what's happening, that Chachamim to do Nisim, that Chachamim do this, you believe in Chachamim. The simple meaning of Amunas Chachamim is the faith and the integrity of the Messiah that Chazal gave us. You can't be Kona Torah if you think that somebody pulled a fast one. Amunas Chachamim first and foremost means that Chazal's giving over of Torah um, was done with as much um, integrity and as much care as is humanly possible. So, to say if if somebody feels that Chazal can sit back, excuse me for using the metaphor, and chase a few pints of beer down and tell tall tales, then he should take the Shas and bury it, and he should go to a different religion because there's, what's the point of it? If, if Chazal are not reliable to the end, so 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 then forget it. Then 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 why go and torture yourself to slowly drop out of Yiddish? Dump the whole thing in one shot and move on. There's no point to it. And the Munasqa means that the Mesoras that came from the Mesoras Balpeh that came from Sinai is as strong as is humanly possible. Could I have made a mistake? It's a movie. Um, it's it's the best that a human being could possibly that a Basan could do, reinforced by all the Chazal and you know the the, the, the constant interaction, and it, it's as true about halacha as it is about agada. That is clear. Or else, we, we you know it, it, somebody who can tell tall tales is not is is a severely flawed person, and therefore it to say anything like that. The question is, what did, how did Chazal speak to us? What's the language that Chazal used when they spoke in Agaritim? It, it, it would not be um, it, the language that the Chazal used in Medrash and in Agada is markedly different than the, the language used in Halacha. And we need to ask ourselves, how do we understand what they're telling us? Um, the, the Sefer of Chachma is called Mishlei. There are things that are best expressed when you're writing a contract. It's best expressed in the driest, most specific language. When you're writing about ideas and ideals, it's best expressed in a very different type of language. And the question is, what is the language that Chazal used in this chalik of Torah? Um, Agarita, the, the Gemara itself tells you special things about Agarita. On the one hand, it tells you it's Moshe Chazalev, it's things that draws people in. On the other hand, it says, Minos Goyon, Chazal both gave it especially special standing in terms of its ability to be mashpi on people. On the other hand, there were a lot of warnings about getting involved in the details of it and so on. Chazal himself told us it's a different world, different language, and we need to, to, to understand it. Are there, so, so the question is not, the word is it true or not is, is a bad, bad word to use. It's true 1,000%. The question is, what did Chazal mean? It's not a question of what do we believe. We believe every question is, what did Chazal talk to us? What did they say? What did he mean? If somebody touches a person, Yad Hashem, as God's hand, is an epichorus. If somebody touches Yad Hashem, Kodesh Baruch did, then he understands the person. So the question is, what is the language of Chazal Yisparkadis? When it comes to Chumash, the Rabbein Asad Yugon speaks about this, um, the Avnesa speaks about this, all the Rishonim, almost the, 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 the Ikrim, they say that a Kodesh Baruch whose words are Eidos, testimony. It says Eidos Hashem Nemona. So the Ikrim says that just like if you say testimony, you can't say afterwards, when I said he killed him, I meant that he embarrassed him. If you, if you testify that you killed some, that someone so killed somebody, you can't give it an explanation. It's literal, and 
it stands or falls on it being literal. A person cannot understand Torah, Torah meaning Chumash, as being anything but literal, except the Rabbi Sadiqah says four places, four different categories, very obvious ones. One is obviously when you talk about Kaddish Baruch Hu, nothing is literal. When you talk about two psukim that associate each other, one of them is going to have to be um, qualified as being in a certain case. Another case is things that are clearly an idiom, like, you know, Erla Salev is not that a Gashbrok is going to cut out a physical piece of his heart. And, and one more category, like, very, very, very simple categories. Anything else, um, that any other explanation of, of explaining any part of Torah as an allegory is based off your curses. And the truth is because you don't have any Torah left. Once you can, I mean, one person thinks this story, I think that not stealing is an allegory. It really means don't take what's not fair. But I think a lot of things belong to me because yes, the children, what's fairly theirs, and they, they have a different sense of things than Choshe Mishpat. Anything that any toy would like is, is rightfully theirs. It's not, has nothing to do with... Uh, so in Navi, the prophecies themselves are written in a language of Marshall. They're written in a language of some sort of um, a, a, a metaphor. So, very important to understand that's nothing. What about Chazal? So, there, there are, there is a consensus in some area and a non-consensus in other area. And that's why it's hard to go and say something very definitive. I, I'll try to give what I feel is sort of is in the middle and so on. To the best of my knowledge, almost everybody understands that some chazal are not, were not meant to be literal. They are a mashal, and we'll, we'll, we'll soon describe one or two places. And some chazal are certainly meant to be literal. And there are mesorahs about events and so on and so forth. Um, that seems to be, and the big issue is always how do you know which is which. But other than that, chazal are, are clearly, um, you know, they, they come in different. Let me list, I want to list now some of the sfarim that speak about it, some of the resources. Um, I want to first give two or three contemporary resources, maybe four contemporary resources, just that we know what they are. And then I'll go, and then I'll go back to where I think the main in Yanimah. There is, with no, no particular order, there's a safer called, there's, a, there's, there's somebody, Rabbi Shetzuriel, Shlita, he actually is a Baltimorean from many years ago. He lives in Bnei Brak, um, on Chov Rashbam, and he was a mashkiach in Shalabim Yeshiva. He's the only person that wears a frack, a big black hat, and a kippah surah underneath. Very interesting person. A big, a big, um, a big bucky, a huge bucky. Very interesting. He's obviously his own person. Instead. But he, he, he does a lot of, he collects a lot of things. He, he has amazing mafdekas to a lot of things. He wrote a, um, something called Likutei Pirushe Anagada, four volumes with a collection, an index for major Pirushim Anagadas in the Gemara. Um, he basically, he usually will bring the source with a snippet of it, not the whole thing, but sort of to give you a sense. It's more than just where to look, but he usually gives like a, 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 a snippet so you get an idea of it. In his introduction, he brings material about this topic. So there's about, I don't know, seven, eight prokim of introductory material, and he brings many sources. That's one very, very interesting, that's, it's a resource material. It's not, it's not an uncommon safer, it's a safer that you can get around, and it's not uncommon. There's another safer, which is not available, it's called Base Aaron. Base Aaron was, there was somebody named Rebaran Maggit, um, he was somebody who decided to write an encyclopedia on his own. I don't think he got too far. I mean, this is somebody who lived in the 60s, 70s maybe. Um, it's called Beis Aaron. You can get it on Eitzah Chachma. But that has a section on Anagada where he deals a lot with the halachic interface of Anagada. Eilam made Anagada. When can you learn from Anagada? When can you learn from Anagada? When is it everybody's opinion? A lot of technical, interesting... Again, his Bikias is fascinating. And it's a type of material in case anybody really wants to get into it. That's a, that's a second resource. A third resource... Um, which again is not available today, it's available only on Tzachachma. There was a huge gaon called Rebzharia Josef Stern. He lived in the 1800s. He was the butt 
of a lot of Moscow ridicule. The, the, I don't want to mention, but whatever it was, he, they, 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 he was the character that they really went after. He was a very big rov. He was a rov in Shavl, made an important community in, in Lita. His Bikis was probably unique in his generation. It's incredible. So he wrote a Shuvah Sefer, but he also wrote something on Agarita, Halichas Agarita. must be 70, 80 pages, 70, 80 pages. I think it's, it's part of one of his other works. I don't remember. I, I have a printout. His Bikis, like every point he makes about Chazal, when Chazal did this, when Chazal said this, did Medish. Like somebody wrote that Yushalmi doesn't bring anything about Kameas. He says it's not true. Here, here, and here. They don't use the word, but this is what they're referring to. His Bikis is staggering. Um, it's, I don't think it'll be great. I, I think you need, you're going to need your husbands for this one. It's mostly like Ayin, Varana, Markacha, and Vegam, Vatoisvis, Varayin Shem, Varayin But in terms of, 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 of his ability to command material, I didn't see anything like it. It's incredible. It's, it's really, really incredible. Something a lot more accessible and, and uh, modern is something, there's a safer called Mayan Chosim. Mayan Chosim means the sealed well. And that was written by somebody who's, uh, that's my that may have asked alive, his name is Moshe Philip. Um, he wrote a Mishlei. He put out the, the, the Pirish Agron Mishlei, the first version, one of the versions, and the first modern version, one of the, one of the first that was readable and you know, nicely set up. He wrote Maya Chasim. It's a quote. He quotes totally most Gemaras and Rishonim and early Achronim that deal with the topics that we're dealing with. Um, and he explains it a little bit. Any hard thing he explains, and so on and so forth. So, so that's that's an extraordinary resource. I don't know. It's something that was in print 10, 15 years ago. Or it's something that might come back in print. But it's something that's a much more recent. Those are very contemporary things that in case somebody really wants to look into it, those are resources. In terms of major sheetles, in terms of, of those who gave us uh, uh, really, the, the, you know, Barsamchen, people that we can write. So, I, I, I'll refer to two. The Ramchal, Ramosh Chaim who wrote themselves Yisrael, wrote a small work called Maimar Alagados. Um, it's a few pages, and he basically outlines uh, about Agarita. And the, the Sefer that my source, my rebellion, that is probably the, 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 the core would be the morale in everything that he wrote, and especially a safe called Bergol. Let me talk a little bit about the morale and let me and explain to you. Again, this is something through my rebellion, that's how it's filtered down. Uh, there were many, in Yeshiva's morale was not popular for, for ever and ever, and it only became popular in the last two generations. But let me explain to you what the morale was probably the Goladur in his generation. He lived in the 1500s, basically the entire 1500s. Um, he wrote this form that he wrote on Mesechtis or on Halacha. They were not, they, they were printed once or twice, not, not especially popular. His forum on Yom Tovim, on Turkey Ovis, on Midos. And he wrote a sefer called Be'er HaGola, which is to answer people about things they write about Chazal. And it's a very sharp safer. Um, like always, the morale himself never mince words. The morale, if I could, if I could make a big chlal in all this far, his point was, no matter whatever he wrote about, his point was, Chazal are the ultimate understanding of this Chalik of Torah. He, he yells at Rashi for daring to write a pshat not like Chazal, in Bama Eda, he, he really goes to town, um, even though he obviously had the highest regards for Rashi. And he, but he said, how, how does somebody give a reason that's not the Chazal? Um, that's, that for him was one. Two, um, he felt that people who take Chazal always literally are almost as bad as people that scoff at it. Elu he, he, he writes very sharply on both sides of it. His understanding of Chazal is it's very deep Chachma, and a person really has to understand it and understand what they're coming from, what they're saying, and so on. That's what he spends his farm doing, and that's really um, he, he uses all Chazal, never almost never quotes any source other than Chazal, uses that constantly. 
and is always, you always come out with a much deeper understanding of it. And to be honest, the morale was, was sidelined for many generations, and it's the last hundred years, or I think primarily, and then Shapiro, and then Tesla. They, they were the ones, a little bit, and Kelm, they used it, and Pels. Those were the two, the two yeshivas that kind of brought it in. It was not as safe that was as family yeshiva, um, it, but the, the Ramchal and the Maral were, were the two yeshivas came in, and, and it's really Refutna and Ramosh Shapiro's um, doing, their teaching that really made that become today. This is the core of Oman, and this is where I'm coming from. I, and the others, the, what are some other important sfarim on Agadatas? The Marsha in the in the in the um, in, in the Gemara is a, a, a resource for Pshat and and then there's a sefer written by the Benish Chai. The Benish Chai was the Iraqi Galador, and he was a giant. He lived at the turn of 1900. He was the chief of Baghdad. He was gone all over the world and every chilek of, 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 of Torah. Um, he was a ketoshal, he was everything. He wrote two sefarim, Ben Yoyoda, Ben and Ben Yoyoda, on Agathas, explaining them in ways that are actually quite similar, not, not that dissimilar from the morale and so on, different language and so on, but sort of in the same ballpark. Those are the resources that we have and so on. Let's... Um, let's to try to understand a few points about how they approached it. And I'm going to try to... Um, so the morale in Baragola discusses... He divided Baragola into six chapters, um, sort of mega-chapters, about the different areas that people make fun of Chazal. And he goes to town and each one explaining why it's not just... He's not apologizing, he's not answering questions, he's explaining that their approach is totally wrong, and, and so on and so forth. Those are so first I'm going to start with the Ramchal simply because it's the most concise. I, again, I'm not going to quote every piece of it. Um, the Maimala Goddess is a page and a half and it's printed this way. In, they have it in a standard print, which is a few pages, and then they have it put out with a lot of notes, which is a few more pages, not that big. But it says as follows. He says, Chazal felt... I'm, I'm paraphrasing it. I'm not going to quote it. Um, Chazal felt there was much of Torah that needed to be transmitted, but it would not be appropriate to make it open and public. This is something that is important to understand. Um, the, 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 um, there's a big tale of Torah that it's not appropriate for Hamonam to speak about it, they don't know what to talk about. They talk about things like Kach Baruch Hu. They talk about other things, and therefore they hit it in um, metaphor and so on. He says, "Let me just see if I can just pick out a, 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 a sentence here." Vezehu ki biure hamitzvus vadinin ein hezeklau imikosu v'seitu biyagolikal korin. There is nothing wrong with writing out halachis in a way that's accessible to anybody. Worst comes worst, maybe a person will dare pass himself and pass wrong, but you're not going to get a tremendous distortion of Torah. The part of Torah that deals more with the with the neshama, with the inside, the soul of Torah, it's not right. Why? First of all, lo mitzad not because, first of all, because it's something very chashev. But let me tell you, I'm calm. I don't talk a little bit about this. There are things, there are private things I don't tell a person, anybody else, because it might be damaging. I tell somebody my business secrets, or where I keep uh, something valuable, I, I obviously might get damaged. So that's why I keep it a secret. But there are other things also. There are personal things. They're not damaging, but it's a certain sneers that things that are personal I keep to myself. And when you're dealing with things that are very deep and dealing with deeper yanim, there's a sneers to keeping it to yourself and not so splashing out things. And that's why there was a, there's a lot of pushback on the learning of different things like that for Tzibur, who's not worried for it. One. Secondly, he says, 
So he says, "Ikeino kavodosho akadosh baruch hu sheyimasu starviat anoshim midos ros vafil shechamichu kamin to give over things that are closer to akadosh baruch hu to people that are bad people, even if they're smart, that's bad." Two, the imits are omkom, and of course they're deep. Trenyonim beemis amukim oid leyatzlichu b'manoshim zacha sechum lomodim b'daka ein heikev. He said. You're going to get corruption. You're going to get wrong ideas. If you take things that are really deep and, and you give it to people who don't understand it, you're going to get things that are um, wrong, that be curses. There's somebody, again, I'm going to sort of not, this is covering up a lot of details. So, person, very nice person about Shuva, not even, can't even read Hebrew really well, reads English, very Arabic person. And he was telling that he read, and he reads, he has an idea to read books in English, of course, because he came in Hebrew, that the reason why Kaddish Baruch created the world was because he was lonely. So there was somebody there at his table and told him, you know, he thinks that's up in curses. He says, no, it says so in the book, and it's a deep Hasidus book, and it's clear that that's the reason. So this person was smart enough to know, he couldn't argue, I mean, there was no way to argue with this person, he's a simpleton. And so Baruch Hashem, he, t- he showed him that the book doesn't mean that, that the book says something else. So then it was Macabre. As long as his book was okay, was on board with it. But, but if you tell a person like that, if, if you speak to things like that person, if you talk about things, things will come out that are um, wrong. It's one of the things certain Hasidic groups, Hasidic Torah, had unique ways of expressing things. There's a very famous one, for um, Yitzhak, that says that really Pinchas wasn't right, but really Zimri was right, and so on. Whatever he means, he doesn't mean it the way I said it. And, and, and people say it, and people say it over. And I've heard people say stuff, and, and they don't, they, they, they're obtuse, they don't understand when something is a picturesque way of making a point, versus something is just a, um, you know, to say something word but yeah it says so it says so but, but you don't know how to read it that's not the way you read it it's not a, it's not a Kishnah where you can take literally word for word it's, it's, a, it's an expression of some idea so Chazal hid all of those in Yanim into um, in, into uh, I, I got this stories veil stories and so on he says again I'm quoting on Chal how did they hide it Aleph they, they used metaphors to express an idea that's behind. It's when they said things and hid them. For instance, they would say, this and this is, anybody that does this should be killed. But that's not the So what do they mean? They didn't tell us. So by either giving us a small amount of information, or presenting it as a metaphor, that's what they tried to present to us. That's the way Chazal gave us of his which means that unless I hear it said over from somebody who knows and understands the Chazal and how to use it, I can't just read it and say I have the information now. It's, you know, the, the famous one is it says that some, somebody once said, it says somewhere that if you... Um, if you go, to, if you eat at a pinyin event, it's as if you fasted 84 panesim. That's from a kabbalah mikoros. So somebody said, "It's yes, it's a kapara for those places where it says if somebody gets angry, it says if you worship the avodazar. Every as if fasting is good for as if worshiping, but you know you, you can't take things the way they say and say, okay, this says this, this says this." It, 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 without understanding under what conditions, what about it is it that they meant? You know, it's a, if you say Ashri three times a day, Ben Olam Haba, that's all it takes? I mean, is, is, is that it? You know, the, the, can I say Ashri three times in the morning and then just go off and, and, and do what I, I feel like? It, 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 without having an understanding of what Chazal meant and so on, we, we can't. Uh, that's, that's from Chal, and pretty much, I think, it, it's, it's the, the, the thing that he wrote here is a fairly good consensus. I don't know anyone that would argue on it in general. 
I want to go over now and deal with some more specific areas um, and then see how different Mepharshim dealt with certain things. So, I, I want to first take the most extreme cases. There are Chazal and that are very difficult to um, almost to say over. They say things that really are kind of shocking sometimes. Um, and sometimes they seem to be stories that are extremely, like, tall tales. It's an understatement. There is a sugi in Babasa. There is five blot in Babasa. It's called Agadita Rarachana. They, they sound like taken from the tall tales of, of who knows, people they were going on the ships and, and they saw these huge beasts and animals and all sorts of stories like that. What's that about? So the Vilna Goyen says, this is, the Vilna Goyen, this is not an excessive, it's, it, it, the Vilna Goyen wrote a peerage on the Zohar called Yohel Or. This, this is quoted quite often, so, so that's, that's why I know it. But Inya, so it speaks about a Pusik. He's going on the, he's going on the parasha of Yish, in, in Yishayol. Famous in Nun Gimel, Hina Yaskel Avdi, it says that Mashiach looks, Mashiach looks terrible. His appearance is very bad and so on, and it's our Averis and so on. But Inyan, Kisod Moshe Utorasai, Halacha Moshe Messinai Suasai. The core of Moshe Abbeinu's Torah is the soul, it's the secrets of Torah, it's the depth of Torah that we would call Kabbalah today. They are all hidden with Ramazim. They're all hidden in these stories. When you look at it, you say to yourself, these are silly stories. It looks horrible in terms of a badass looking at it. And this is where the light of Torah is hidden. Torah's Moshe, called Rosen de Reisa. Vizer Shabikish Moshe, Shaloyagon is a Sodalvark. Moshe asked that a Kadrochu should not keep the Sod in those things. In other words, it is part of a certain kilku in the world. It's part of a certain, it's not the way it should be, that the, the most precious things are kept. In, in the things that are the most um, put off. It's like a person would take a precious diamond, the things in a normal place, I'm not worried about getting stolen and so on, I wear the crown as a crown jewel. If I need to hide it, then I hide it in games with my, little, with my kids' little games or, 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 or who knows what, um, in, in order to keep it away from where I should. V'zehu it became mundane. This is what the Pasuk says, It says about Melech HaMashiach, he, he, he will look so, he will look so disgusting. No, no appearance, nothing. And this is the Torah, and so on. And then it goes back into his things. Um, so, so, so the Goyim says, yes, there are areas in Chazal that seem mind-boggling. And those are the areas where Kaddish Baruch Hu chose to deposit the deepest secrets because it's part of the Kilkel, it's part of what went wrong, either, however you want to understand it, but those places that seem to be totally not as different, there are certain Chazals that are kind of extraordinary, that's where Akashbrochu put his big sodas. I believe, I once heard, I haven't found it, the Goyen says that every Agarita has a Pashab Shad, also except for Rabbi Barakana. A similar statement, and I guess it's coming from the Goyen, the Goyen's biggest Talmud, the biggest Talmud in the late generation, in other words, the last person who we really can say was a Talmud of the Goyen in Kabbalah, was somebody called the Leshem. People know him today as Rabbi Yashem's grandfather. <laughs> Rabbi Yashiv is his grandson. Um, the, the Leshem was, his name was Rabbi Yashiv. It actually was his mother's father. His father changed the name to, to Yashiv. He was, um, he, he was the, 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 
only, almost probably the only Litvish we know that was in Kabbalah, he, he was extraordinary. Um, he, he lived in, in, in Lita, and he was nifted in Etzor, lived as a 10 years so was like Etzor, he was nifted around 1926 or so, and um, he wrote some very, very extremely important works. It's a list of works in Kabbalah that still have a stature, and they're called Leshmash Falk Lama. Uh, again, some of it's accessible, some of it's not, but he writes about it over here like this. Um, so, so, the difficulty to hear them. And people really are shocked by it. That's where they hit the Razitor. Because Akadosh Baruch chose to take the greatest things and hide them. In, in some of the worst things. Reynasa de Kolaniska, that's Gols Ashkina, Gols Atera, Adyara, Ruach Mimaram Lahashiv, Eshvusa Rachma Amoy, Vizbara, Kolatoiva, Kdusha Marava Klipa, Vazarisha Kolkana, so on and so forth. And then he speaks about Chetzadas and so on. So we have two Mikoros, that those Chazal that really seem to be totally inexplicable, inexplicable are those that um, contain the big sodas of Torah. And Akash Baruch Hu chose to hide it there because there is, he didn't want it to be um, exposed and so on. It's part of the Kilkul Adar that the greatest crucial lies in the places, like the famous Ramban, that he says, Manorah Wakamazer, that you know, every place, Kechol, that the Kedusha is bigger, it, it looks worse. It's, it's part of the um, disjunction of our time, of, our, of, 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 of the world that the things that should, should be presented most beautifully and most <coughs> is presented in such a way. So this deals with, so one chalik of Agadatha, where some of the Agadas are just completely inexplicable and they seem to be eternal, they seem to be things that are terrible, that's, and you just have to know, so it, it, most of the time we don't know, Rabbi Hana is really, really, Obscure. Um, it has some shot, but but by and large, the main shot that is something that is um, totally beyond us, and that's where most Soviet Torah hidden. I want to um, I, I want to bring down two or three more mikoros about a different mahalach in 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 the um, in, in Agaritas. And so first let me reinforce this with one more. The Rajba, who was one of the great Rishonim, and the Rajba on Shas is our probably, in many ways, it's a most or the most used Rishon in a certain sense, wrote a Seifa and I got it as well. It's on Brachis, it's been put out, and once again, Mozart Cook put it out nicely, but it's been around for a long time, the, the Rajba and Agadis. Um, so, first of all, there's a tshuva of the Rashba about people who say that the Torah is allegories. He says, you know, there are people that say everything in the Torah is an allegory, um, which, you know, things that people claim are modern existed a few hundred years ago. He writes in Lashonas that are so sharp about that, that, you know, incredible. That's about anything in Chumash. On Agadata, his very first piece in Brachas, Drash was like this. It says, the Gemara says, Rabbi Adam Yitzhak says, how do we know Akash Baruch was on film? Brings a Pasik and so on. Da, he says, Sheyesh lechachomim dvorim nelomim, remuzim b'medrashim agadah stumim. There are, Chazal have many hidden things that they hint at in medrashim, niglim. To idiots, they look like the nonsense. And for the people who understand, it looks, they understand tremendous depth. There are some goddess that only a Makubal is allowed to explain. It says, when I get to those Agathas, I will hint at things but I'm not going to explain it. Sheinu ha'esek kan nistaris. Ach, miktsosan yeshbet nistavinikla. There are quite a few agadis that exist on different planes, both 
Nister and Nigla. Kipriva Aleph, like a fruit with a leaf. So Periof, so he says, um, the fruit I will keep stored away. Um, when I get to it, I'm going to hint that there's a deeper meaning. But I'll explain the pshat in Niglo also. Um, so he says, and then there are some of them that just the pshat exists and nothing else. So Lemaise, he says over here that Chazal come in those that mean what they mean. That's it. There are Chazal that only mean a soul and there's nothing to be said about a Niglo. And the Chazal that that have different layers, and he will try to do it. That's not dissimilar from the Ramban and Chumash, who will give a pshat, and then will say, and there's a lot more to it than the pshat. This is a Rashba, and this is, you know, these are sources that it's hard to, you, you can't get more solid than a Rashba. Um, and then he says over here, um, a similar thing to Rashba, this is a Rajba in. Um, no, l- 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 I'll leave this for. The, I, w- I want to leave this for the, for the end. Okay. In other agadas, I, I want to bring out a few points that were used how to explain it. Are all when a Chazal bring a story, do they mean it happened literally or not? So, the the um, there are. There's a source in uh, in it's Shittim Kubetzes and Baba Metzia, which is the main collection of Bishonim Baba Metzia. It's standing is impeccable, and he brings Rabbeinu Hananel. There was a famous story of Rabbi Laza that he argued with Chacham Asher Nalocha. He said, "If I'm right, um, the Amasamayim should be chosen." Very famous story. It's presented and so on and so forth. So Rebbein Hananel says, Rebbein Hananel is a late Gaon, he's, he's a, uh, or the mission late Gaon. He says, these things seem to be miraculous. Some people explain it, it's because when Sadiqim asked for it, HaKadosh Baruch Hu acceded, acceded to their request to, in order to prove their point. They were not Nevi'im, they could not do it through Nevoah, but they grew through Tefillah. For Ezer Rochik Minadas, a reasonable position. For Yeshomrim, some say that the Chacham, the Chach, one of the Chachamim fell asleep. He saw this in a dream. He saw this whole story. So why doesn't it say that? For them, a dream was as real as a Nevoah. Um, and, 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 and so on. So Rabbi Hananel says, we have two pshatim. Each one in Ligamara is as learnable as the other one. Um, you could learn it happened as such. The reason why, why he's hesitant, no, the reason not to learn that it happened factually is because, first of all, one should not bring mice and nisim into this world. The Gemara and Tainis says very sharp things that people try to make Nisim. It's, it's very bad. Kachbar doesn't want it. So um, it's more reasonable to say there was there a halom. But the, the, in, in other words, he's approaching this like any sugya. There are two ways to learn it. Each one, he says, is, is, is reasonable. The difference between their Nisim and early Nisim, or early Nisim or Pidach Nevoah, their Nisim was through Tefillah, or it could be it was a halom. And he said a halom for them was a, a piece of nevua as real as anything else. Okay, so it, it, again, it, it's important to understand that we um, we deal with this secondhand to Rishonim. It's not because we find it hard to believe it happened. It's, it's more <laughs> We'll see in a second. Uh, Dwayne Morrell looks at a sugya. Um, a similar way, the Morrell looks at a sugya which is a famous story also where somebody's wife passed away, left the Yosem, left, left babies, he didn't have any milk to give, and the question was, um, and it says that he was, he, he grew breasts, and he was able to eat the baby. So, the Nasla Ness, so the Maral says, um, 
It's possible in the Kipshuto. Because there's a concept of Mechal, of, of, of a Zohar. The fact that it doesn't have a name seems to indicate it was not the way we said it. It wasn't really a physicalness. Um, he was able to feed the child, and he said it's a conceptualness. Meaning, he said, that he somehow was able to find, um, he was able to find what to feed the child at the right time, and so on and so forth. He adds over here, <laughs> so why is it such a big miracle? Chazal said it's a fantastic miracle that this is hepapisabracious. So it says, for a father to be able to take care of a child is a nace. <laughs> uh, I, I, can, <laughs> I can certainly agree from my, <laughs> from my part of the picture. Uh, and I, I'm sure my wife would agree uh, as, as well. But again, on this, I want, I want, I want more anything else to understand uh, um, the way the morale approached it. It didn't approach it, it can't be. But the question was, what does Chazal mean over here? And I have to look at the story and ask myself, is this a story, a marshal, or, and we'll see in a second, the way morale approaches a lot of things as being conceptual. And that's very important. Okay, so let's take a look, and this is, I guess, to me, the main point in a way, the way the morale looks at many things. The morale here is dealing with, um, is dealing with Chazal, it's in the Be'er Haravi, Chazal that describe physical phenomena, scientific phenomena, not the way scientists understand it. And he has a whole Be'er about this. So, so, it's 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 uh, it's amazing that if you look at early Sfarim, there are almost no contemporary. Come come look at modern science. Modern science existed 400 years ago, and 800 years ago, and 1,000 years ago, and 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 2,000 years. Every every generation has its modern science. The Gemara says in Aroa. Um, the question is why are there um, there uh, why are there uh, earthquakes, and tidal waves, and so on. So Chazal say, "B'shosh Hakadosh Baruch Hu Zoch as Banav Shasharim B'Tzar, Bein Umos." When Hakadosh Baruch Hu remembers his children, that the B'Tzar Bein Umos, Moed Beitz Mos the Yamagodel, two tears fall down Yamagodel, the Kolom Nisham Sofa and Sofa, and you hear the sound of it from one end of the world to the other end of the world, and so on, back and forth. Hakadosh Baruch bangs his hands, so on, all things like that. Um. So, okay, so he said like this. He says, so first of all, people ask how do you describe Kosh Baruch in physical ways and so on. But he says, There were no earthquakes and no storms before Kaisal went to, into Golis? What, what are we talking about? That's the question that people asked against Chazal. Omnam. Gambazet Sotku Divichachamit. This is not something irrational. Let's describe, let's talk about this, because this is, this is probably the big issue, and this is something that comes up a lot. Let's give an example. Imagine I go with somebody to watch a play. Play. And, you know, and my personality is one personality, the person I'm going with is another personality. We watch a play, and I come at the end and say, I say, you know, the, 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 the point of the play was that the dissension amongst the people and and the fact that the people were so at loggerheads, that finally caused the whole city to burn down. That's what, he said, no, it's not, that's not what happened. He said, behind the stage, there were these burners, and the, the burners flicked on at that, and then they have the smoke thing, and then they move it down, and, that, and so on and so forth. Who's right? Well, it, it, it depends what we're talking about. Are we talking about technique? Are we talking about content? Imagine we're looking at a painting. 
and I say, wow, this painting seems, this painting is so-and-so's, um, I don't know, yearning for his hometown. But it says, no, this painting is X amount of centimeters of white paint, depth is so forth, grain is this way, cut this way. Who's right? Well, we're both right. The question is, what are we talking about? Science deals with the mechanism of the Bria. And the Bria set up, so let's, let's take an example. When we talk about the sun going around the earth, are we talking about mechanism? Or are we talking about projection? Is a Kaddish Baruch who, um, a person sees the sun rise and the sun set. Even if you're a hard and fast scientist, you still say the sun rises, sun set. And, and a sunrise brings hope and inspiration, a sunset casts a power. That's, that, that stays. The question is the mechanism. Chazal never ever were talking about the mechanism. It's not a science book, it's not what it's meant to do. Chazal are saying, how come a Kachorok made the world an unsteady world? Why do all things that are firm? Why can the ground under you open up the shake? And so on. All of those, that's what Chazal addressed. Um, it, 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 so when Chazal, the Gemara is not meant to be not a medical book, not a reform book, not so on. There are many Rishon, again, I'm not going to, uh, you can look up the source itself, who say you're not allowed to use it. Tosa says you can't use, because we don't, they say most because we have no idea about the circumstances and the times, so on and so forth. But that wasn't the point of Chazal. Shas is not meant. When they're talking and describing natural phenomena, why is so and so? They're describing, a, a, describing something deeper. We're going to have a solar eclipse in Mitzvah um, Shem. There must there was a share on it, and, uh, and uh, Yaakov Goodman and Reingold. Chazal um, say why a solar eclipse comes or a lone eclipse comes. It's the understanding. We can we can figure out. We know when there's going to be a solar eclipse. It, it, we, nobody's bechir is gone because we say there's going to be a solar eclipse. Almost all of them can still do what they want to do. But it means the the sun in the bria represents a certain natural order, and when the sun is eclipsed, things come to standstill. Things become very weird and strange. Akashpokhu built into the bria a pagam like that. It, it it required a tremendous fine-tuning of the Bria to make an eclipse happen. It's a major event. And, and why? What's, what's an eclipse projecting? What's it, what's it telling us? Um, the, the, so so the, the, um, the, the Chazal, and this is the Maral's point, on and on and on. And this is, this is I would say, the safer. The, 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 the point of Chazal was always to tell us the content. Let me give one other area. I don't have a quote. I don't have a quote, but the model's everywhere. When you speak about numbers, 500 miles, 500 million, 500 parasites between this Rikia and that Rikia, the number is obviously not a GPS type of number. It, the number is a content. And the morale goes always into it. Like, so it's, for instance, when I say three times you disobeyed, three implies a certain, it's not a, it's not a micro anymore, it's not coincidence. Numbers have um, what they're expressing, and therefore those numbers um, have very clear meanings. This is the Maral's Shito. Almost all, everywhere, he's always insisting that you need to understand what the Chazal want to tell you. There are some places where it's clear that they're telling us, they're filling in a detail of when this happened, where it happened, and, and, but most of the time when I make a statement about this, and this is, I, I just took this out of, at random, um, he speaks about this also, this isn't in bear, the Vav, the, um, he speaks about the Keshes, same thing he says, um, he's, he's, Chazal were not coming to deal with what is the physical reason for something. It's unimportant. It's like the person looking at the painting and trying to figure out, you know, um, you know what type of paint it is and, 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 and how thick it is and so on. This is fine for, for people that are dealing with nature, not for Chazal. They're trying to understand what is the underlying Siba in the Teva. 
We look at the sun, the way the sun rises and sets, we see a hishtachavah. We, we, we see an act of homage. It could have been arranged in a million different ways. It's the way it's done. Interestingly enough, on this very chazal, the Benish Chai, who didn't seem to have the morale, certainly wasn't safe that, I got, that I, you saw, says almost the same exact thing. He says this, in, it's, this is Benayahu. Um, it's one of the two Sfarim I got this in Tambov Basra. It's in the involvement base. It says over there when the sun gets to the corner of the camera of a sphinus, it's a description of, of how the sun it goes and turns and so on. So he says, the machlokas of Yezlovias What they seem to take on as being the, the you know the, the normal as as being nature. They didn't say these things to tell us that it's correct. They did not have it a Kabbalah from the Rebbeim. They didn't have it from Shemayim. They were telling us how they understood what it was about. Now that we have astronomy and we have telescopes and so on, and this is talking about 1900 or earlier, and so on. Um, and, and it brings us that Chachmi Yisrael, like Chalit of Armel, Emes, Chachmi Yisrael were not telling us, they were not, when they quoted contemporary science, they weren't quoting it to give an imprimatur on it, that imprimatur on it, that it's Emes. They were saying that seeing it this way tells us something. Um, finally, let me see if there's one more piece I wanted to see here. Um, they speak about the psukim. The Rajput also speaks about the psukim, about where it is. And one more thing the Ben Yayada says in Erevin. He says, um, the Gemara says a story about somebody who was punished severely for speaking as Chachamim. It says the person, his name, and the name of his father, where he came from. So the Gemara says, So people shouldn't say it's just a marshal. That's why he gets an address with, with a name, with a father, and so on. This is a clear raya, that any stories brought in Chazal um, that don't have this can be understood to be a marshal, um, because and it, it, there was no nasal here. Somebody died as, as a pun of somebody else. Chazal says especially, the Chazal say, we said the name and the place so that we know that this was a factual story. And therefore, it is, if, if Hazal will say, without saying any more details, one may understand as such. Basically, that's, so let, let me sum up, I guess, um, what we're trying to say. The first thing is that Torah itself, Torah Peh has two halakim, Torah Shabbat, and Agada. They are both. Emes Lamitain, if somebody questions any Emes of it, then the person doesn't believe in Tashlal Peh. It doesn't make a difference why he doesn't believe. He doesn't believe. Um, the reason, Chazal, the Chalak of Agada, they spoke to us through many different devices. Sometimes literal, sometimes a muscle, and sometimes totally hiding what they had in mind, and only the people who know so can understand it. Not every Chazal do we have an agreement about what it was, you know, which one it belongs to. A person should be using Chazal, should be using Rishonim as much as possible. Uh, others from like the Maral, like, uh, you know, Ben Shechai and so on, reliable from to, to, to give a sense of what each Chazal might mean. Um, it, but the difference is, somebody once said, and I'll finish with this, uh, um, somebody once said it, very sharp uh, description. He said, Maminim and Apikarsim say the same words, but a little different. A Maimin says, when my when Mashiach comes, my, 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 my grandmother will come out of her grave. Um, and Apikaris says, yeah, when my grandmother comes out of her grave, that's when Mashiach will come. Same thing. Difference in the tone of the voice, the difference is so on. If it, the, 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 it's, it's unfortunate when a person speaks about Chazal, 
what's the tone of the voice? I mean, when you say they meant it as a marshal, you know, you can study mythology, and also say in, in a big book full of nonsense about people fighting monsters and, and wanting to get glory and money, there, there are things you can, as, you know, studying literature, you can draw certain points, certain ideas, but basically the story itself is stuff that people of not great stature sat around long nights telling over. And yes, there's always psychology you can learn from it, there's always ideas for those who need to learn morals from it, or morals from it, and so on. To put Chazal, even, even within any close distance to that, is basically, so basically the person is saying, this is what Chazal were, and I feel it's appropriate to take his shafts and dump it out. If that's what you feel about Chazal, generally, then, then you shouldn't be keeping that around the house. On the other hand, to understand that Chazal spoke many different languages in our goddess, and you can't just take a story in Chazal and say, this is what it was. You have to know where it is, what it is, how do we show to deal with it, what seems to be, does this seem to be consensus, we seem to be talking about it, and so on. Uh, what does Chazal have to tell us with this? Sometimes it's clear because you need to fill in historical facts. Sometimes they're trying to teach us something. And sometimes there's something very deep, and you see it's waiting for somebody to, to, to mine it. Um, if, if the, the, it's, it's important to understand um, that what they're saying and what other people are saying is um, we understand that Chazal, like, like we sort of grew up, Chazal used, um, they needed to certain things bury very deeply, and they buried it in, in, in places where it would be inaccessible except for the ones who have the keys to it. There are things that you need to work hard to understand. There are things that anybody who's in Hajaz and knows other Chazal in context of, of, of things has what to learn from. Okay, um, questions? We tried, and I know there's a lot to learn. I'll lump them together, but I'm not sure if they really want to say. There are questions about what I spoke about first.